hardly even know how to write cursive anymore. So how's your marriage? What the hell? Why, why would you ask me that? I'm trying to elevate small talk to medium talk. Okay, fine. Um, it's all right. No, it's, it's fine. And welcome to Earbuds and Earworms. I'm Amy. Let's just talk about some little, little things and just not really worry about. <laughs> Shepard, and this is... Mitchell Manley, DJ Nonchalant. Nonchalant. Is, uh, is that because you DJ nonchalantly? It is, and because I choose nonchalant songs a lot of the time, especially at the house. You know, this this uh, this theme definitely works well for me at my house because I'm constantly just putting on some chill music for us to play games and hang out and do our, our daily rituals too, you know. Oh, I've just been like throwing on the three Christmas records we have, which right, um, that works too. <clears throat> I've brought up uh, like we had just the Nutcracker last year. Mm-hmm. Now have the Booker T and the MGs um, Christmas album. It's a very good one. We've got that one as well. And the Harry Belafonte <laughs> Christmas yes, album. Yes, also very good. Yes, but you know what? Um, not as like Harry Belafonte as I thought it would be. Yeah. I don't know why I thought it was gonna be more Harry Belafonte. You mean but just like. To the max, Harry Belafonte. Just yeah. maximum Belafonte at all times. I was kind of, like, disappointed in the fact that his, um, what would you call them, uh, when they put all the songs together, medleys? Compilation. Oh, a medley, yeah. Yeah, a medley. Not that creative. Yeah. I was really bummed out about that, and I, I just, I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> it's just really sad to me. But, um, of course, this week is, like, the small, like, background music, and I'm, I classically... Did not describe it well. <laughs> it's all right. Two sentences was not quite enough, but you I know, mean, we, we got enough of to put the show out. We got some good submissions. Yeah, and I just I just like having something on in the background, audio right, yeah. spackle for the background of something, so that if like something's happening, you guys don't have to talk because something interesting is also happening. Right. I like that. Yeah. I like that idea. I'm pretty sure that's what restaurants are doing. Yeah, restaurants and like stores and stuff also do the same sort of thing. Like you know, retail stores will have kind of background music that keeps you engaged in a certain way. Yeah, but Huey's just puts on songs I really like, and so the next thing you know, I'm just talking to the waitress about like the Whatever, songs yeah. that are playing, right? And I feel a little bad about it, but not too bad about it. And they're like, I I didn't know. There was music going on. I'm sorry. <laughs> what song did you bring this week? So I'm starting this with Kamasi Washington and his song Street Fighter Moss. Oh, <laughs> 
Yeah, I can't remember if I stumbled upon Kamasi Washington randomly on YouTube or if someone linked me this song somewhere recently, but I just discovered this recently. It's been kind of stuck with me. It's like this perfect balance of like chill, jazzy vibes and hip hop beats and like some soul and R&B influences, but all channeled through this like very modern sensibility. Uh, I know Kamasi himself is an accomplished saxophonist, and it seems to come from that more traditional jazz background, but I really love the eclecticism that uh, that he displays here. I haven't listened to uh, the rest of the stuff just yet, but I think this album may be next in line for the party rotation. Is this like the uh, the song you know or something? Like? Yeah, this is this is the song that I came across. I, like I said, I don't know if someone linked it to me or if it just like popped up in my recommendations or whatever, but... Uh, I was like, you know, scrolling through my YouTube history. I was like, oh, yeah, I listened to that song the other day. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, this works perfect. Oh, okay. Well, I was just going to like, there's a, at the very beginning, they have this quarter drop. Mm-hmm. And that is like so nostalgic of being in the arcade. And I just very oh, much yeah, definitely. love it. Uh, this, it like has, it's kind of very much the arcade, but like noodly, but in a good way without guitars. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Uh, can you have noodly stuff that's not a guitar? Yes, for sure. Okay, so yeah, I just it has this very kind of pudgy beat underneath that makes you kind of sink. I don't know if pudgy beat is like a good description, <laughs> right? But it makes you sink into your chair like very happily, and it's like I I don't know. I just really like it. There's this um, you know, you have an adult choir, right? You have children's choirs, which are obviously orphans. Yeah, of course. Um, how do you? This is if the orphan choir grows up. Yeah, it's like they've they had been practicing and yeah. now they have the grown up orphan choir, but it's adults. Yeah, but they're still orphans. Right. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> <laughs> the different additions throughout are like absolutely great. You have your sax and your horns and the choir, and then it's back again, and it's just super chill AF, just fun. Could play Mario Kart too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's what I really, really, really liked about it. Now, <laughs> in no shock to anybody. I'm bringing Chris Zabrinsky's that kid in fourth grade who really liked the Denver Broncos. watch the study with me videos i've not okay so it's like the strive studies or whatever but i used to play these all the time while studying because that's how i do (laughs) and there's some videos where she's just studying and it's just a woman studying for five hours but like a real life person studying and then she sets them to music too so that you can study with her interesting (laughs) while she's studying and I really always liked this song, so I had to go back into those videos and really check it out. Um, there's sometimes when there's chaos around, I'll still put that. I'll put this on whenever Ella's doing her 
you know, version of studying for a second grader, which sure. is still kind of like absurd in its own way. But whenever there's chaos, this is the perfect, most chill music. Nothing is too obtrusive and it's not really the beat is not i mean there's not like really a beat there's a piano going on it's repetitive it's calm it just makes you slow down and tackle whatever slowly conversations can happen pathophysiology studying can happen it just makes a group meal with friends good Uh, it brings me a lot of joy and i can sit back and blend in or jump in and entertain without losing my mind when chaos chimes in (laughs) yeah yeah, so, so this song is called That Kid in Fourth Grade Who Really Liked the Denver Broncos, which yes. I think would have fit in well on our long, pretentious names episode. Yes. <laughs> uh, but there was this really beautiful comment in the comment section on YouTube, which is a rarity in itself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they were, like, describing the vague memories of people that have, like, gone in and out of your life. And you may barely remember their name, uh, but there's almost always some random characteristic that sticks with us. In this case, that kid in the fourth grade who really liked the Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the pianos here just set that perfect mood for dredging through your childhood memories and like thinking of old times. I just love the sound of ambient pianos. You know, it's such a diverse instrument, but I just find those open, sustained piano chords just tug at the heartstrings in a way that no other instrument really quite can uh, replicate. Uh, it reminds me a lot of Brian Eno's Ambient One Music for Airports. It's this uh, really slow, gorgeous, ambient piano motif that like unfolds over 20 minutes and then this piece is sort of the condensed and sped up version of that same idea it's like really spacious and colorful and somewhat sorrowful but kind of tinged with this fond nostalgia yeah like i think it's kind of beautiful the way that really has worked out like in this situation i don't know it's it's nostalgic but like calm and you can almost be in your own little bubble while you're doing your thing which i always I don't know. I, I guess it gives me all my fond feelings of nursing school. Sure. Which today, officially, <laughs> one year nice. since I graduated. So I was like, yes. Um, ear buddies, they, they muddled through my two sentences <laughs> and just figured it out. Um, I just, I love that Ben was the first person who yeah, was and, like, and I mean, like instantly. So uh, Ben brings Fortet Teenage Bird Song. Very subtle voices in there. Uh, This is like very much my puttering while talking to my family because they refuse to um, listen. Like they refuse to acknowledge my headphones are in and I'm definitely listening to some (laughs) murder show. And they're like, no, I'm going to have this whole conversation with you. Uh, There's a synthy pan flute that gives me so much joy. And I'm, 
I don't know. It's it's just so enjoyable. Uh, I guess the pan flu is reminiscent of the teenage bird, possibly. <laughs> I I think that I think that's what it is. Like it's a little bit like the bird singing coming through, but it's not actual birds, and it's just really awesome. The mm-hmm. beat is just do 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 do. That that <laughs> I, I really liked it. Um, <laughs> super mellow. Doesn't force people to talk to me, and maybe I won't pause it whenever somebody's like, "Mom, mom," and I'm like, "Pause," but I won't have to pause this. So yeah, okay, I'm happy. So yeah, like I said, whenever I'm whenever I'm hanging out with my roommates or like whenever we invite folks over, uh, this is definitely the sort of background music that I usually go with. It's upbeat and energetic, but with the electronic drums and instrumentation, you can really create this carefully crafted, like you know. Thickness of layers that that kind of stays chill and uh, and unobtrusive despite the driving groove. Uh, if I owned a store of some kind, this is definitely the type of music that I'd pipe out over the sales floor. It's calming, but also has that subtle pulse that keeps you engaged in the atmosphere. Kind of hooks you into digging through my wares, <laughs> uh, and it has that same sort of effect on whatever you're doing at your gathering. Like keeps the mood chill, but also creates movement and energy in the atmosphere. You know. I want to know more about the Mitchell store. About the Mitchell, I wonder what the Mitchell store would sell. Yeah, like I can imagine. So here's my here's my <laughs> idea. The Mitchell store, it looks like a record store. Yeah. But like while people are thumbing through what looks like records, it's really just like ideas. Okay, I like this. I yeah. think we could do that. <laughs> here's a weird idea I had, and I I put it on this twelve by twelve. Yeah. I, I think that this could work and also maybe be an amazing movie. I've decided that's a movie. Let's get us some yeah. cameras and let's make earbuds and earworms the movie. The movie about ideas. <laughs> Metal Johnny brings Amon Tobin's Easy Muffin. that instrument is that goes mm-hmm. I love that thing <laughs> what is that it sounds kind of like a like a bass clarinet or something maybe I don't know it's so like it made me so happy like yeah, hearing that I like it um so I especially like this composition just in the subtle steaminess of it like it's almost mechanical like a very slow moving like I just watched Dark City sure so I, I feel like it would have fit in very much there uh it's it's a process. It sounds like a process is occurring, that there's something mechanical, possibly. But I've listened to this so much that I can't remember if I listened to this in nursing school now or just because Johnny, like, selected it. Yeah. And so I'm not You sure. surely... This has probably come on the, the lo-fi hip-hop channel I, at some point so or is this on lo-fi? playlists. Is this lo-fi hip-hop? Yeah, I mean, like, it's lo-fi hip-hop and, like, 
chill electronic and like ambient beats. It all kind of runs together. It's all kind of the same thing. A chill wave? Yeah, chill wave kind of, sort of. This isn't quite chill wave, but... <laughs> Is it vaporwave? It's definitely not vaporwave either. <laughs> Still, I, I should have that figured out by we'll, now. We'll get it eventually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is another example similar to the last one in that it's it's got the electronic beats and the music's all really chill and ambient. But, but whereas that Fortet song kind of puts a bit more focus on the electronic instrumentation and synthesizers and pads, Amantobin uh, gets its chill vibes from like sampling a lot of jazzy horns and flutes and really fluid washy jazz beats as opposed to the punchy hip hop or like techno style beats. Uh, it creates a similar effect as the Fortet song, creating that chilled out vibe with the high energy space. But Amantobin with like the jazzy sa- sampling just has a bit more of an organic vibe, which I think adds like a familiar, more human and homey texture to the atmosphere that it creates, you know? Yeah, there's just something so very calming about that, but you can almost feel steam. Right, yeah. And I don't think it's just the... Yeah, you don't think it's just the bass clarinet. There's something steamy to it. Yeah, there's something steamy to it. I just really enjoyed it. Debbie brings something that is a little more aggressive. Crocodile's Groove is in the Heart, California Girls. Fuzziness goes in this one's favor. It's like this raucous get together with like, it's that one guy who takes like shots of whiskey, like he's in his teens mm-hmm. instead of his 30s because the rest of us are like, ah, that's going to hurt. Yeah. And um, definitely dimly lit, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, those like big couch type things that, what was it? Um, what was that? Like the old Hickory Collective mm-hmm. kind of had those kind of like booths. Oh, yeah, like... Yeah, Yeah. so definitely this this is going on. I really want this band in the room. It could be a great get-together at Andy Warhol's Silver Factory, you know, if it existed now, and everybody's tripping balls and making tedious art because of, like, speed. That's definitely what's happening. Yeah, that probably tracks. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, This one definitely brings that uh, different, more rock and take than the last two, but it's definitely another perfect example of the sort of thing that I like to use for background tunes. It's rocking, but it's also very entrancing. Uh, the guitars don't change much from the main riff, but they just let everything else around the main riff change and morph and mutate. It makes this really hazy and washed out kaleidoscope, which is noisy bliss. Brings some positivity into the room with a bit heavier of a vibe than the electronic sort of stuff that we heard in the Fortet and the Amanto Ben. Uh, but still, it's like low key and psychedelic rather than rocking and, and like in your face. And uh, in one of my posts in the thread, I mentioned the idea of something that kind of blends into the background, but might also elicit a friend to be like, what are we listening to? 
And so with like nods to Groove is in the heart and California girls, this one will definitely like grab at least one of your friend's attention long enough to say, Hey, who is this? This is rad. Uh, so I'm absolutely adding this into all my party time hangout playlists. Yeah. And I don't know how accurate like the YouTube uh, credits for writers are yeah. or anything. It said this was written by Gretchen Wilson. Mm-mm. I was like, no. is there something I don't know about Gretchen Wilson? Yeah, unless there's another Gretchen Wilson that's way cooler than the country Gretchen Wilson. Okay, because I was just like looking up and I was like, this doesn't sound very country and I don't know what what they're talking about. Uh-uh. uh-uh. Uh, Mary, Mary D, she always likes to test my phonetics. Um, <laughs> she brings Julie Fowlis, Ribbonia, Rhymehawk, or Beautiful says i love irish mouth music especially as background but i always thought this in particular seems super festive suited for gatherings the last section is a joyful depiction of announcing the healthy birth of a son so it makes sense that music would carry the meaning of family and holiday vibes i have no idea what's going on in here i (laughs) I don't think i do either yeah it's it's like lyrically no idea it's beautiful could be Gaelic. Quick Google says Julie Fallow sings mostly in Gaelic. I don't know. Joyous. Gotta trust Marie on like this theme because I don't know at all. There's flutes and a stringy instrument, which could possibly be a guitar or something Irish. I don't know. Is yeah, it, like a, a lute of some sort maybe. Yeah. Or a... it, it's stringy, but like cute. Sure. It's not a ukulele though. It's not a ukulele. No. I, I like it. It It's definitely a brightly lit picnic lots of children and uh, i think that this would be what i bring in a pinch to that type of situation that's pretty good yeah Uh, this one does have that undeniable festive feel to it and like doing some research into this particular style of music it seems like it's definitely part of the territory uh mary pointed out that it's called irish mouth music yeah and (laughs) and i saw in my research that like the rhythms and the sounds of these songs are usually more important than the lyrical content Uh, in fact it makes a a lot of use of like scat singing and like nonsense syllables to emphasize the rhythms over any sort of particular message and because of that emphasis on like creating a lilting melody and dynamic rhythms irish mouth music was often used at parties and festivals to create a rhythmic element for like dancing when other instrumentation wasn't at hand and i'm really glad i learned about it because like even though I've got that Scottish and Irish lineage, a lot of Celtic music just kind of starts to grate on me a little bit. But this style definitely seems to much be a much more bearable form for me, and I think that it has a lot to do with it being like less pointed and intentional. It's like more about the rhythm and feel, and I can dig that. So you're not a big fan of the Thistle and Shamrock? 
I'm not. I mean, like, if I come across it when I'm flipping through the stations, I'll listen to it for a minute. But it just gets old really, really it's quick. It's so very fast. Yeah. There's, like, so what do you know is one that, like, I don't get. I really yeah. just don't get it as as content that people like. But people obviously like it. It's been around for sure, years. Sure, yeah. Uh, this one, Shamrock. It's like the bane of my Sunday afternoons. Yeah. And this is definitely not this on Shamrock because, I don't know, way less fiddles? I'm not sure. Yeah. I have no idea why I don't I like this. I can only take one. so many fiddles and penny whistles. Yeah. And so much, much more enjoyable. Is this Gaelic, though? I think it is. Okay. I just, yeah. Is that somehow related to Middle English? Maybe. I don't know. I'm, I'm terrible at history, so. I mean, we had that one really good English teacher in yeah, high school. Yeah, we did have a couple. I had two two decent English teachers in high school. That, I think I had a freshman one and a senior one that yeah. were really, really good. But yes, sorry. I just had to think about that. And yes, it's much more likable than this one, Shamrock. I just want to say that. And if you like this one, Shamrock, I'm sorry to offend you. <laughs> sorry. Brandon brings Clams Casino Kali Yuga. says Mitchell knows I'm a fan of instrumental trap beats and Clams Casino has some good ones. Here's one of my favorites. Here's my thing. Clams Casino. It just <laughs> makes me so happy to say. It's a very fun uh, group yeah. of words to say together. Clams Casino. Clams Casino. And I'm pretty sure there's some like dish that's like some sort of clam dish that has casino in it or something. I don't know. I just really like to say it. The joy of this is that reminds me of lo-fi hip-hop. Is it lo-fi hip-hop? Again, all that stuff kind of <laughs> kind of runs together. I wouldn't call this lo-fi hip-hop necessarily, but uh, I know it definitely has some some connections to like SoundCloud rap and like okay. that so sort of stuff. Cloud that's rap, the trap ambient beat. rap. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the beats are amazing. There's just enough rhythmic variance to keep one interested while not overshadowing the theory of everything that some dude is totally trying to explain to me right. while I can like zone out and listen to this because I'm definitely not going to listen to that dude. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clams Casino is a producer that's uh, he's produced beats for some great hip hop artists, especially in like the cloud rap community. Uh, but he also has quite a bit of stuff that's just meant to be appreciated with no vocals or anything, just headnotic beats. Uh, this song is great by itself, but I think it was originally released with that SoundCloud rapper Ghost Main doing a rap on. Have you heard of Ghost Main? No. Is that like Ghostface Killer? Mm, not quite. It's no. a white boy with long blonde hair, and he apparently used to be in like metal bands and stuff, and so like. 
I remember I think he samples corn in one of his songs. <laughs> but like but I, I think he's he he's like some old school doom metal head or something. But yeah, his his rap is really great, but I think I prefer this instrumental version because it's just like that background chill music. Yeah. I like this way better than him just like screaming over the top of it. Yeah, you were a, a fan of Corn, right? I was a big fan of Corn in, in and middle Slipknot. school, and yeah, I, I still don't get Slipknot. I really don't. Yeah, I like the first couple records, um, <laughs> but after that, I kind of fell away from the Slipknot. Is, that, is it because they had so many members? I liked the idea that they had a ton of members. That I thought that was kind of cool, but I don't know. All their songs just started to suck. <laughs> I guess I should listen to maybe I don't know one Slipknot song. That's what I should do. Um, Robert S. brings Dance with the Dead's Diabolic. I like the synthwave type of stuff when I'm working on something. I think it's inoffensive, but interesting enough for a group setting. Could definitely, with as a background for a cool board game. Um, how is this related to Vaporwave? Okay, so synthwave is probably, you know, it, it all kind of goes back to the idea of new wave. Okay. And then synthwave is kind of the neo new wave. It's new new wave, I guess. <laughs> But it's 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 a lot more about the music rather than the lyrics and and folk singing. It's a lot more about the the dynamics and like this epicness. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. as it relates to vaporwave, vaporwave is the more lo-fi kind of slower, slower, more ambient version. Synthwave is the more powerful eighties ish. Yeah, exactly. Just chugging along. Like Axel, um, was that Ax- Axel Foley? Axel Foley is definitely like stealing a car or yeah. trying to do something here. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what it is about synthwave, but a lot of it does remind me of like fast cars and things like that. It's like very urgent sounding. Yeah, so. and there was like a meme that we got on our like page this week. Yeah, was there synthwave in that? Yes, yeah, it was basically some <laughs> DJ dude with a sun. Uh, it was a doom metal band, a sun shirt on. And he's like, this is my new industrial trap synth wave, something, something. Okay. Uh, yeah, just like some obscure made up genre. But it was pretty funny. But you, you I were, was like, yeah, that's me. Sorry, y'all. Yeah, but I love that you were like, we're like, oh, I didn't even realize this. Yeah, his shirt. Yeah, yeah. Made it even better. <laughs> yeah. So this this is not a board game for me. Yeah. This is Mario Kart. Definitely. Or my favorite Super Nintendo game. Which was like the Uniracers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would play that all the time. But I was playing it to NSYNC. So, you know, because I'm cool like that. Yeah, I forgot how great Synthwave is as background music. So I'm glad this made it to the show. There's been like a huge resurgence of bands that lean into that post-punk, new wavy synth rock. But with these very epic, 
kind of retro futuristic undertones that are almost cinematic. Um, seeing like a lot of neon lights and fast cars and the whole atmosphere is just epic and urgent sounding. Uh, like this is the soundtrack to saving the world, but because there's no lyrics screaming at you and distracting you, you can put this on in the background while you and your friends play board games, especially something epic like Dungeons and Dragons. It just adds some tension and some urgency to the whole affair, you know? Yeah. I just feel kind of anxious though. Like definitely you need to be driving something fast in an arcade. Right, yeah. It, it instills just a little bit of anxiety in you. Yeah. It's like Street Fighter music right yeah yeah i, I can't like it does kind of have that to it yeah yeah or like the fast tetris you yeah. know fast tetris is the only way to go with this one uh f- this week there's a lot of stuff going on at 10 7 10 yeah yeah so we're changing i don't know we're changing some stuff right now your e and epod.com is not working oh no i know so maybe they'll get worked out soon i hope so i hope it does as well and then we have two shows um beverage minute Mm-hmm. It's going to be Christy and Jeremy talking about the weird beverages that he is going to be tasting. They have oh a whole fridge filled with um <laughs> with just weird beverages he wants to try. So it's going to be a show about beverages. I want to hear them talk about, I can't remember what it's called, but there's like some cactus i think it's called like cactus cooler or something like that yeah. it's like some drink you get at random gas stations it's cactus based uh apparently the nurse version of that is bang oh yeah yeah of course. so it's like keeping nurses sleepy yet tachycardic right like yeah, exactly um so i don't know how that's gonna be but uh the preview is out nerd out loud is coming out with a new episode for cool. the first time in like two and a half or three years oh wow yeah so exciting exciting stuff and of course this show has everything is still making stuff and they have everything and also <laughs> i can't believe we have so many shows there's yeah we're, uh, we're growing which yeah. is pretty cool it's try to podcast jeremy and brian try to podcast yeah, jeremy and brian try to podcast yeah they're still chugging out them so- some somebody's gotta send us some promos y'all somebody's gotta send us some promos that's what we should do okay but yes uh, huh, weird if you want to tweet at us i'm at pow i gotcha I'm at Madam Woolite, and the show is at Andy Pod. The Facebook group, which still totally works and is not linked to anything, is a Earbuds and Earworms podcast group. Voicemail line is 731-400-BUDS. Or 731-400-2837. Uh, once Earbuds and Earworms like, website works again, I'll just like plug that again i'm sure it'll be like next week it'll yeah work. hopefully so yeah. it's a domain issue or something yeah i'm sure it is uh we'll hit up squarespace.com see what happens uh, i'll have to go see. daddy we'll figure out if we upload this ah um <laughs> what's the final song all right i'm gonna leave us with a band called krung bin and they have a song called maria tambien uh i, re- I recently discovered krung bin from scouring at shangri-la records here in memphis uh, when I was like digging through the newer records over the course of two or three visits, I kept com- coming across this band's name, which is rather unique and memorable when you see it all spelled out. It's apparently a Thai word, uh, meaning flying engine or aeroplane. So I passed over their records a couple times at the shop, but that name and their album art just stuck with me for some reason. So I looked them up and found their NPR Tiny Desk concert and just fell in love. Uh, they're a three-piece from Texas, and they create this really brilliant tapestry of just world music, kind of taking influences from soul, funk, and R&B, reggae and dub, Latin and Afrobeat grooves, and just all filtered into this really chill, psychedelic smoothie. Uh, all three of their full lengths are just perfection for, for that chill background jam. So we hope you'll incorporate them into your rotation after falling in love with Maria Tambien by Krung Bin. <laughs> 